Simply Us, where we go live every Thursday talking to some of the cannabis industry's most accomplished and influential people. Today, we've got a great guest, really excited to talk to you about. Uh, we've also got a lot of details uh, to talk about for our season finale, which is co coming up. Um, and, you know, we're really excited to, to just talk to Matt today from All right. <laughs> the industry disruptor and, uh, and really hear what, what he's gone through in the cannabis industry. I know you've, uh, you know, been in, in the California industry for a while and, um, really excited to, to talk to him. How have you been? I know that we last saw each other at an event. Yep. You know, it's, I feel like we're still recovering from that. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, never been so high in my life. <laughs> yeah, did you enjoy it? I and had it was, so much fun. It was so much great weed. There. Yeah, you know, shout, was, shout out to Immersa, right? And Blacklist, that's the event yep. that we saw each other at. Yep. It was... Blacklist Verified. Yep. Yeah, it was probably one of the best events I've ever been to in yeah. all my cannabis Shout out career. to Lime, shout yeah. out to Cure Company. Yeah, all those great brands Cordova. that were just like showering us Done. with flower, yeah. weed, and... Yeah, it was, it was a good event. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen so much live resin in my life. <laughs> 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 yeah, which, is yeah. a great, which is great for the industry, I think. So how have you been since that? Like, oh, just new? staying busy. Uh, you know, it you know it doesn't stop. It's only speeding up, you know. So uh, the industry is just growing and, and uh, you know, everybody, you know, I, <laughs> I want to get too off base, but, you know, I... I'm really proud of, uh, you know, just like a lot of these legacy brands and, and the people that are really pushing the culture and, uh, you know, standing up for, you know, what's right, standing up for the, the patients. And um, it's really exciting, you know. That's awesome. What brands are you currently like working with? Uh, that... Well, I mean, I'm under NDA and uh, okay. <laughs> on them, but, uh, you know, I've, you know, I've, you know what I do is uh, I know we we're getting to that, so I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna jump ahead. So, um, you know, so I work with brands to help you know dial in their brand, uh, you know, their brand image, their brand development, uh, their brand message, and um, really help them relate to the culture, to the community. Um, you know, and we do that under the guise of you know clean medicine, good business practices, um, really trying to set a standard you know, for the industry, for the future of the industry, because, you know, we know that the, uh, the industry is going to evolve and it's inevitable. So let's back up a little bit, I yep. guess. It sounds like, you know, you're adding a lot here on the branding side on, on how to go to market, but I guess what's, what's your background? How did you get to, to that point where you can say, you know, you are an authority and you're an effective uh, provider or service provider? Uh, for that specifically? That's a great question. Uh, I I think that all of my success in any endeavor that I've had has been about people. You know, we are in the people business. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, working in nightclubs, bars, or you're in, uh, you know, automobile, you know, sales or, or cannabis. Uh, it's all about people and, um, you know, really being in tune uh, to the audience, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've had a lot of exposure um, to not only the being outside the industry in the mm -hmm. Midwest, uh, dealing with prohibition, Texas, places like that, and still having, a, um, you know, fighting for the culture and, and 
wanting to see it advance and, and being an activist and standing up. And, you know, whenever I say I smoke weed, uh, it means more to me than just, you know, I like to get high. You know, uh, there's so much depth to it in regards to the way we moved it from prohibition. And now the first time we've ever seen anything move from prohibition, full prohibition into a legal, you know, a legal growing booming market, which we're watching it happen in real time right now. Um, what qualifies me, um, you know, is because I, I want to be that guy, you know, that's, you know, and I'm willing to work to be that guy and do the things that, uh, and, and be in the places and, 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 um, you know, and I, and I do, I do feel like I have sensitivity to the, the consumer because I am one, you know, so, uh, so I guess to dig in a little bit more, I know we're going to try to smoke a little bit so we can. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was gonna, gonna... going to grab our, our flower for Ooh, the show. Right. Ember Valley. You cannot go wrong with Ember Valley. Peaches be no, crazy. This is the black label. This one's the, so I the, think the, it's like the top of the line. So the top, this and is I feel the like they, the they marketed it specifically to Dina. It's all black and marble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. I would buy it because of that. Yeah. yeah, that alone. Yeah, because so. it's black and marble. So yeah. shout out to Amber. Yeah. Great packaging. All right. Great packaging. Shout out to Amber Valley. Peaches be crazy. That sounds good. <laughs> Look at this. Wow. It is. What, what do you so... think is the cannabinoid percentage of this? Oh, I already know. So. Like 30 you already something? know? 30%? Yep. 35. 34.49. This That's... is so frosty. Wow. Looks really good. Yeah. I'm excited. Wow. What have you been smoking recently? Uh, recently, well, uh, Huckleberry Hill uh, Farms, their White Thorn Rose is like, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for that's sun grown, okay. you know, yeah. Humboldt, uh, Northern Cali, Southern Oregon, that whole area. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just the terpenes are just alive, you know, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a really cool history behind, you know, uh, White Thorn Rose in the Huckleberry Hill Farms. And um, I just love his weed. And then, uh, you know, I've had some humble boys recently. Um, Big Chief uh, just released their triple scoops, which I was thoroughly impressed with. Um, nice. And you know, what about as far as extracts? You know, I don't, I, you know what I do with extracts? Are you a flower I, guy? I'm a flower guy and I love smoking joints. So, oh, you put it on your extra, you put the extracts oh, yeah. on your joints. People give me extracts. I don't have a dab tool. I don't have a dab uh, a rig. Rig. Or, <laughs> I, you know, but I can tell you that stuff gets smoked. <laughs> if you give it to me, it gets smoked and it goes in my Somehow. joints. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. My friends, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they're used to smoking weed, <laughs> you know, not gas, you know, which that's what that is. You know, when you put the diamonds in it and it's funny because they're just like, uh, like Matt, my tolerance is through the roof. Like I, if I smoke weed, you know, someone gives me some weed and it's, it sucks, man. I, you know, I got to have diamonds in my weed. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm, ruin, I'm ruining people and their tolerance left and right. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. bougie. If that's I do anything for the world. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty bougie. That's concentrates for sure. Um, but as far as concentrates, you know, I, I, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people doing it right. Um, and I think the, the standards have gone up, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, what all we do with it. I know that there's some new, uh, consistencies coming out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, 
<laughs> well, I, I've seen some caviar is what we called it, which is uh, basically, you know, the concentrate and, you know, spheres, small spheres. It look mm -hmm. like caviar. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. So um, like the like the like the Dragon Ball that everyone's seen on the Internet, but like a little. Yeah, one? exactly. Yeah. Nice. Oh, man, that Dragon Ball is something else. <laughs> right. it's, it's stable like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like three kilos or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw the picture of that a couple of years ago and posted it on my Instagram, like it was me holding it <laughs> back in the day. But it wasn't. <laughs> no one asked me, but you know, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> so, what did you do before coming to California? I mean, tell us a little bit more. So, you said you were like from the Midwest. So, you... yeah. So, uh, you know, I've I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. I, you know, I went to college. Uh, I was one of those guys in college that, you know, couldn't pick a major. You know, I was I was seven years in college. You know, my dad loves me for it. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Shout out to your dad. So my <laughs> shout out to my dad <laughs> uh, and mom, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, so uh, after seven years of college, my last my final major was uh, sociology and criminology. You know, and um, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it, but at the time I was running a nightclub and. Um, you know, we were doing very well, you know, I was doing this on the side while I was in college and, you know, the owner uh, was very grateful and he ended up fronting me the money to buy my own club uh, coming out of college. And so, you know, that locked in the next 10 years of my life, you know, I was, I was running that club and, um, Wait, so you, you did a club, it was outside of which base? Uh, Fort Leonard Wood. Okay. That's what I thought because I, I was a Marine mechanic and so I was, stationed for school in uh in north carolina but all the drivers went to fort leonard yep. wood like wait is that in texas no oh, wait, where's no. that one it's in missouri oh it's shit missouri. never mind and so so what that, the reason why i ask is because i probably have driver friends who went to your class i guarantee you do in fact uh the marines were our primary business uh it was the guys coming that's an army school. base but... it's an army base but they have everything <laughs> yeah. over there but the Marines, they were a special bunch, and they were 19 to 25 year old AIT, you know, uh, Mike 80. How do they call them? Mike 88s now? Marines or not? That's what no, the, the they, truck drivers. 35, 31. They also had EOD drive, and yeah. stuff there. But those Marines, they were 19 to 25 year olds. So, like, it was just, we could get them to do anything. We had, like, <laughs> you know, Fear Factor where they we'd have them eat worms and, you know, no for way. cash prizes. And wow. <laughs> you can do the same thing in Oceanside. <laughs> These guys, a lot of them got my logo tattooed on their ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Do you still talk to them? Uh, no, no, I don't. Do you know where uh, they're at? <laughs> yeah, some of them are on my Facebook still, but... Um, that's yeah, awesome. I was I was thought if I were to open another club, I'd go over there because all those guys are now older now. You know, they're all the COs yeah. and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it might be favorable if I had a club, <laughs> and, you know, over there in North Carolina. But uh, yeah, so I did that for about ten years. Once that chapter of my life was over, which is a whole other story, I uh, you know I end up traveling. Um, you know, I went and did a uh, I sourced uh, crypto uh, ant miners in China. Uh, Bitmain was the only manufacturer over there, or only manufacturer of these things, and it was getting, you know, things were just heating up in the crypto market, crypto mining market, or crypto mining was just, it was pretty new, and, and uh, you know, these guys, these big conglomerates were building mining uh, facilities, you know, all over the world, it was happening, and and so, like, Bitmain was selling their ant miners for 
1900 the suppliers are selling them for 7000 so it made sense for them to send me over there and actually uh you know make contact with the suppliers hire a couple chinese guys and so you know they do the communication and i was able to give them some good deals and and finally lock them into a supplier contract with uh with bitmain and uh <laughs> to make a long story even longer you know i was in a or a, make a long story even longer <laughs> i was in uh shanghai and i couldn't speak the language and so i end up uh visiting thailand and i on a trip and uh and i was like man i you know, this beautiful people speak English, you know, people from Australia, England. So, so I went over there and, uh, I was there for about, um, you know, six, eight months. And, uh, at the time they, they legalized, um, hemp here in the United States, the farm bill came mm -hmm. through in 2018. And I remember that being such a pivotal moment for me because that's when I realized that, you know, that it's happening. Legalization is happening. You know, so to rewind a little bit, you know, I've always felt like my calling was the cannabis industry, but being in those, I couldn't even picture the California market in my head. Like it was like yeah. foreign land to me. I'm in Missouri. I'm in Texas. You know, I, you know, I was very open about my uh, consumption of marijuana. In fact, I, I worked with normal. I had a, uh, I bought an armor truck, a 1980 GMC armor truck. And I had a, a, a local graffiti artist do design on the truck for normal. And it was the, per, the parade truck for normal in the Missouri area, which we were fighting tooth and nail for decriminalization at the time. Um, and uh, That's awesome. so, so I knew that yeah. I knew when the legalization, I knew it was going to hit my lifetime. I thought it was going to happen a lot sooner, <laughs> but when it when I saw that farm bill go through, I was like, they just legalized cannabis. That wasn't hint. They just legalized cannabis, and they're going to build the supply chain for cannabis right now. And so I knew that I had to come here and uh, hopped on a plane. Um, you know, I, I had sold my car before I went to Asia, so my aunt gave me the most beat up car. It had been sitting for three years. And she's like, if you can get it running, it's, it's yours. And I did. And uh, so... My dad and I got it running, new battery, flushed it, and, I, and I'm on my way up to North Cali. And, uh, you know, with a few hundred dollars on me and, you know, all my clothes. And I've been here now for three years, almost three years wow. since that. So you went to Northern California? Yeah, that's where I, well. That's where you landed? I landed in Medford, actually. Um, okay. I tried to get it. I got my Oregon marijuana license there, and I uh, applied at every dispensary everything weed there um but you know it's not cheap to live in a hotel and and try to get a job you know you're trying to get a job you're driving around you got to feed yourself and everything my money was dwindling and i had a friend of mine that i you know i knew uh on my facebook that you know lived in the area and i ended up staying with him for a couple of weeks and uh i got then i got an opportunity um driving trucks you know up and down the coast um and then Next thing you know, uh, a buddy of mine's like, he, he had a guy running his farm. The guy gets in trouble. He goes to jail. He's like, Matt, you want to run a farm? <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go. So now I'm in, uh, you know, the Hay Fork area. And, you know, uh, I had a you know team working with me. And uh, my job was essentially to manage the team. I didn't have any working knowledge of, of, of the plant. Um, but... 
it was just kind of a learning experience for me. And uh, after, you know, the the first harvest ended up getting robbed at gunpoint. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I babysitted the second harvest. And it was at that time when, they, whenever, you know, because after the robbery, all the people working there left, leaving me by myself there. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And I thought, man, I'm not, you know, once he comes here and takes over the farm, I'm out. I'm going to LA. Like, I am not dying up here in these mountains, you know, because <laughs> cops don't want to come. You know, there's no protection out there. And, you know, you know, when you're sitting next to, you know, you're sitting in a house next to, you know, 200 pounds of weed that's about ready to harvest, you know, like. And everyone knows. <laughs> and everyone knows because they just got, you know, these guys for the week before. So, yeah, it was a uh, quite the experience, but I felt like I had to do that. You know, I had to I had to go up there and experience that in a way. Yeah, because living in Northern California is very different. Right? And it's a different part of the culture. Yeah, for sure. But it's the, you know, it's. Like, especially, you know, versus the L.A., you know, retail and sales and, you know, the culture here is very different than, than it is up there. Yeah, well, you know, it also depends on the circles you're in. But, I mean, as far as, like, you know, Southern Humboldt and the in these, mm -hmm. you know, what I can't wait for is, uh, I know, I can't remember the what the actual term is, and maybe you, you know, but um, you know how they do, uh, they brand different regions for the wine industry. Yeah. Well, they're going to do that for cannabis. Um, right now, California kind of has it in a little bit, but yeah, I thought origination. Gavin, oh, so like you can't say Humboldt unless you're actually from Humboldt, for example. But yeah, the origination rules, like having like scotch is only made in Scotland, right? And uh, and then having like, yeah, the certain varietals like champagne is only in France. So yeah, I think that's coming. And then I think what you're leading to is interstate, right? Yeah. Because that's when it really opens up. It's like when you can say it's Humboldt and sell it everywhere in the U.S. Right. And that's that's the direction they're heading. And I know that just recently there was a, a law passed that, that will allow, you know, agricultural, like it, it's basically an agriculture law or, you know, I don't know what it's called, but yeah. So they're allowed to do that now. So that's that. That's where they're heading. You know, the Emerald Triangle and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It'll be like Napa Valley. Yep. Or, you know, Champagne. Or, yeah. Exactly. It'll it'll be the Champagne. It will of be weed. the Champagne. Yeah. yeah. It'll be the yeah. Champagne of weed for sure. It's coming. Oh, it's his turn. What? No. What? What? Oh. He didn't. He didn't. This again. It's you know because he went like this. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. I'm not. She's right. right. She's right. <laughs> Right. They're forcing me to hit this. I'm rolling up another one. No, no, she's right. That's the right rotation. I'm right for once. Well, I always admit when you. Mm, this tastes so good. It is. So you know, well. as a patient, one of the things that I wanted to. Try skip me. I think one of the things I wanted to to ask you, you know, is about your use of cannabis specifically with like health and fitness um, do you use it like as an anti-inflammatory i know a lot of people do that or is it more like some people i know you know get stoned before they hit the gym other people it's like diet management like there's a lot of different ways so mm -hmm. just for you personally i think for me it, it definitely boils down to a mental focus you know i'm i'm a 
I'm not diagnosed ADHD or anything like that, you know, but, you know, in fact, when, when I was growing up, that was like, you know, that stuff didn't exist, you know, but it was like the, it was the complete spaz yeah, kit, right? It yeah, wasn't just everyone, making this stuff up. It wasn't yeah. everyone who couldn't yeah. pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I smoke weed, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm doing next, but I'm really focused, you know, so I may be, it'll catch me on call of duty after I've been smoking weed. Like, you know, I'm not going to miss. You're going to no scope. Yeah, I'm no scoping, you know, and, or, you know, riding or anything like that, you know, yeah. and it's just like a zero win, you know, because I, I get distracted very easily. You know, I'm just sitting here doing something and then I'm like, you know, what about this? <laughs> you know, but when I'm, when I'm smoking, I'm just like, this is what I'm it's doing. like your flow state. Flow state. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found that myself, I, that I, the most enjoyable flow state is when like I'm playing music and like because then it's like completely, I know you were talking about a laser speaker, how you feel like it completely surrounded you. Right. And uh, that's how I like feel when I'm playing is like, then I'm like part of it. And it's like riding the waves, you know? Yeah. And that's, it's different from, you know, sometimes we don't have that, that, or we're too present of mind to let go. Right. Right. That, at least that's my case. Yeah. And when you're playing music, you're like putting energy out in the world that you can actually you know you know it's you can, you can feel it you know yeah. you can observe it for sure but yeah uh so you know i smoke a lot i smoke uh good we're gonna keep you, you going. know every you know I, I pretty much smoke all day you know and <laughs> you know so smoking before smoking before i work out you know is inevitable <laughs> smoking after i work out is inevitable but you know, the, the actual benefits, you know, it's hard to say because I don't have a control group. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I say on my wind, you know, it never, it's never affected me running. You know, I've, I've never coughed up, you know, black or, you know, anything like that. Were you ever you know? a cigarette smoker? No. Because I, I smoked like cigarettes like eight years, at least a pack a day for like, for when I was in the Marine Corps, it was like two packs a day. That was the yeah. only way you got a break, right? Right. Like yeah. I so. knew y'all were doing that. <laughs> That's the only way. Uh, <laughs> Smoking the break. Yeah. So, but then you know, yeah. So I know what you're <coughs> talking about, and so it, it's interesting that you say. You, and yeah, I, I've never I had the same experience. I don't. If anything, I feel like it's strengthened my lungs. Or I know that sounds silly, but you know, I've I've just never had any. Any problem? And I have asthma. I mean, I had serious asthma growing up. My last asthma attack was, um, you know, in my early twenties. Wow. You know, so it was something that affected me later on. And you know, really, the only uh, other variable in my life, I wasn't smoking weed back then when I had asthma. So you know, maybe <laughs> who knows? But uh, yeah, there's a little correlation there, huh? You didn't. Uh, you didn't. I guess you haven't had an asthma attack since you've been smoking weed. Never. Yep. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Um, let's just turn it off. So I know that you you said that you, you couldn't really name, you know, the brands that you were working with, but like, what are you currently working on? You know, like, what brand? We you know what. If you could name the companies, if not, it's fine. But again, <laughs> well, okay. So, but you know, what, what's up your sleeve? I'll say that, that after us? after this, you know, I'm gonna go to a grow up in North uh, Hollywood you know, a, a, a very famous, uh, patient care, uh, group and, and, you know, they're, I love these guys, green, green dragon, 
Nice. Green Dragon. I love these guys. I mean, these guys nice. really have the the heart I want to see in the industry. You know, they have great flower. Great flower. Yeah, it's grown with love. You know, they um, they really they set programs for the patients. You know, they're vertically integrated. They're and they're in there. When I when I visit them, they're you know they're always they're breeders. You know, <laughs> they're 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 a nursery at their core. And they believe in home grow, which, you know, find me some legal cannabis, you know, execs yeah. that, that believe in home grow. That, because that's really what the community, you know, that's the epitome of the community. You Frankly, know? I, you know, if you're afraid of home grow, like, that's just like a confession at that point, <laughs> right? That you just know you can't compete with people that are doing it as a hobby and you're doing it professionally, which, you know, I have a black thumb. So I have 100% respect for the growers because I can't yeah. grow anything. Is that the opposite of a green thumb, a black yeah, thumb? Black thumb. <laughs> you give me a sucking, oh it's gosh. dead within a week. <laughs> That'd be such a good brand, black thumb. Black thumb. Well, like the green thumb industries, the black thumb industries. <laughs> sure. What would your logo look like? That's... <laughs> In space with a black thumb. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But, you know, my point is, uh, is that, you know, I encourage people to try to grow their own. See how difficult it is to get a good product that you like. Like, earn the respect, right. earn the grower, like, experience what what uh, it is to try to do that. Because, like, not me. I can't we did, do it. Yeah, we did get. We uh, tried. We got a mother plant, right? It was a beautiful. It was green crock. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Mother. And I was beautiful. like. I was in disbelief. You were growing it? Yeah. Well, no. What do you mean? We, we only got it we for like two it, hours. And then it like died. Oh. We didn't know what to do. So it was it was 100% our fault. Yeah. Like just 100%. Ian tried to save it. He like left it outside and was like, I'm going to know it. it. It was relative trying to save because yeah. like, you know, like what do you do at that point? I don't know. I was heartbroken. Like I said, I feel succulent. I, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. We're filming, uh. They're, you know, their nursery guy is going to talk about how to uh, take oh, care of plants. Awesome. So, you know, just, you know, we're going to create some really cool content. You know, it's going to cool. be relevant and it's going to be something that, you know, people want to listen to and care about. You know, That's awesome. and, it, and it feeds into the community side, the community. Uh, That's a great education. You know, I feel like a lot of. Um, when it comes to home grow. Yeah. It's about medicine. Like, and that's what we, that's what this whole industry is about. This is a medicine yep. and, you know, it's about access to clean medicines about, you know, and it, you know, if you're selling, if you're selling eights for, you know, hundred bucks, 70 bucks, like that's not accessible. So, I mean, I, obviously there's going to be tiers of brands and stuff like that. And I, I love value brands personally. Like, I think that, uh, you know, I just bought the other day, I, I'm not as, <laughs> I definitely shouldn't admit this, but I just bought some of uh, the Pacific Stones uh, sugar shake, you know, because it was like, I was like, what's, what's the cheapest thing you got in here? And they're like, well, we got these, you know, we got these uh, bags. There's half, I think it was a half ounce for 40 bucks, you know, sugar shake. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's shake, you know. How was it? Uh, well, it doesn't taste like, it tastes like shake, but it's indoor shake. But then I put diamonds in it and all of a sudden now I have <laughs> infused <laughs> sugar shake. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> that's like the barbell approach, it. right? <laughs> and I'm pumping out joints, you know, like this sugar shake is so cheap, you know. So yeah. I that's the barbell. You got diamonds and shape from sugar shake. Yep, you yeah. meet in the middle in my joint. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, but you know these value brands and stuff like that, you know, that are making medicine accessible to the masses because not you know it's it's expensive to smoke weed. Yeah, it's too expensive to smoke weed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, with the taxes, especially legally. Yeah, it is. It's. I sometimes I just wonder like how, like cookies brings a line, (laughs) like and they're dropping like three four hundred dollars. What do you mean? How they bring a line on? Well, it's just like a new flavor. Well, no, I'm just saying like how they bring a line out the door when when it comes to yeah yeah like there's always a line yeah to get in. And I yeah. just, and I think about like, you know, and it's expensive to afford weed. Like yeah. it really is. So it's like, like how do people afford three to four, $500? Like, does that last them? Well, they have days? a culture yeah. draw, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, cookies, cookies for some represents, you know, the kind of the trap culture and stuff like that, which is so strong being that it's 80% of our market, you know? You know, they, their styles, their, their images and their flavors and all this stuff. And then, then they've done the, done the good job of, you know, using these genetics as currency, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's controversial branding really tied, tied in with the streetwear very well. Like they own the apparel, just that oh, yeah. embraced it a hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, they really, I think you're right. They, they had a, and they're the first one really to bring it this model to, you know, this dispensary model, um, you know, where they go into a town, you know, they, you know, get the growers to grow their genetics and then they, you know, franchise these stores, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, what's your you know, favorite does it dilute the brand? That's the question. Go ahead. What was I meant to tell you? I was just asking, what was, what's your favorite dispensary that you shopped at? Like you feel like it was an experience. Yeah. I and mean, I have to say Stizzy. I mean, I just, the downtown, you know, the, the, big guys, the downtown but, location. Yeah, okay. I just love the art, you know, and I love the the genuity that you know. Whenever you go over there and talk to those guys, like, you know, they they're one of the few dispensaries that really opened up their shelves to new brands and they really did. You know, uh, especially considering you know how strong their product brand is, right? Right. And with that whole segment, and then still to have you know a great selection of everyone else. It's not just you yeah. know a flagship store yeah very diverse selection then on top Not of like that, the dosis on on abbott kenny right yeah it's that's, just like there's four wait, doses on there? the wall <laughs> right i don't think they're still there anymore. yeah that's yeah, a double-edged to, sword yeah. you know the idea you know dispensary selling yeah. their own products and uh you know then stizzy kind of went the they have their own products but they really focused on the community and you see that in their their content their art you know the that just way i think they conduct themselves you know um I think they're doing 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 a pretty good job. That's awesome. So yeah, I guess that that is a, a segue into a question I had, which is, which brands do you think are poised to succeed in the interstate market, in the national market? We've talked about cookies a little, Dizzy a little. I think those, like top two, hands down, as far as California brands. Um, but what are well, your thoughts? Whenever you uh, when you think. I, you know, I want to take into account the fact that we have like literally like 
I feel like the East Coast just has a, a bucket of money they're about to pour on the California market. And they're going to take these brands, which some of them are already national brands, you know, like some of the ones you've already talked about. They have brand recognition coast to coast. These guys are going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to get, a, they're going to either get bought out, you know, or brought under an umbrella, or they're going to become boutique, but they have that brand recognition. That I think they can, if they do the legwork to get into the stores, they can do it. You know, we're already seeing that happen with, uh, you know, some, even our street brands here in California are now getting on shelves in places like Michigan and Illinois. And I, you know, they, they have really strong, you know, brand recognition in these, in these regions, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that, uh, you know, you see some guys that are really doing a good job with marketing and, and community places, guys like Dime and, um, that are, that are taking the effort to get, you know, like again, the legwork of getting in those, these stores in other States, because once, you know, how do you get them to sell your product? You know, you gotta, you gotta go knock on their door. And, uh, so the ones that do that have the, all those, all these brands have the opportunity to do that. If they're, you know, they're, they're putting out a really good product. They have good SOPs. You know, there's no reason why any of the brands we see on the shelves today that, that can't, we'll see some of them, some, I think we'll see some dark horses is what I'm saying. You know, that'll come out of the ad. Sure. Sure. Um, I think Wonder Brett would be one of the brands I would think going to other states, you know, like, yeah, they've I, got a great blend of both the, the culture. Yeah, and, I can see Pop and Barkley too. Mm-hmm. And accessibility, especially yep. from a branding perspective. Yep. Yeah, there's some, I mean, like, I feel like heavy hitters should be in other states as well. well I know. Yeah, 710 think, as well. Yeah. You know, they're, we're like naming the big dogs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, also small brands, but. We're the big dogs here in California. Yeah. You know, but one thing, I don't know if you but guys like, went to Champs. None of those have like a stock ticker. Well, you just mentioned, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you yeah. talk about the cannabis industry, you really have to. So big. You have yeah. to t- figure out what part of the cannabis industry you're talking about. Are you talking about the financial markets? Which yeah. has virtually very, very little to do directly with like the California market. There's not a lot of MSO relevance here. Right. Right. Cresco's here, but yeah, we're, <coughs> who cares? We yeah, are the grassroots like, effort for sure. Yeah. California is. Yeah. And but this is a hard market. Oh yeah. That's for the most sure. competitive. It is sure. the most competitive. Yeah. Whenever someone says, I mean, recently, you know, they're, you know, man, I, I'm, you know, I'm about to launch my California brand. I'm like, Oh, time out. Like, <laughs> you know, what about Massachusetts? You know, yeah. what about, yeah. there's so much green yeah. Florida. Space what yeah. about Michigan? Like, rethink. Yeah. yeah. Rethink. You can, you know, those new markets, you, you have the luxury that you can make mistakes. You can try things out. You can try new things. Dude, California, you just got to hit it right the first time. I know. Like, well, we talked to so many brands or they think they're brands. And, and they don't have the longevity. Yeah. They don't and we like, it's, we ask them like, complexity. we ask them, you know, questions that, you know, basically let, well, it will let us know if they're, they're the right, right fit for us to help them with their services. Right. right. And it's just really basic questions. And it's, it's really, it just baffles me how many times we ask them, what is your marketing spend? And they're like, and they just laugh. <gasps> they're like, they no laugh. way. Oh, right. oh my gosh. We don't need that. No, our it's, product, sells our product is going to sell. sell, itself. sell That's uh, why you need help with sales, obviously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes me laugh because 
you know, I was I was a part of one of the biggest companies in, in cannabis brass knuckles, and mm-hmm. all I could remember is all the money that they were making would just go straight back to marketing. Straight back to marketing. Like they would just spend all their money on marketing. And that's how brass knuckles was number one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was people remember brass knuckles by the marketing and the the booth. You know what I mean? The booth that was at the yeah the crazy booth but that's the all marketing yeah. yeah and so like i just always have that thought yeah they when, remember brass for the experiences exactly, that they created exactly yeah and i don't Which think a lot of brands understand that your brand is your brand needs to be an experience i think you, you know? need to light that blind. oh nice okay <laughs> yeah because i mean there's you another looking at it <laughs> I did. I could feel it. <laughs> was... Like, there's another good brand, Jerry Garcia. J- Jerry Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. Garcia handpicked. Yeah. Right? I don't know if you've had that Jerry that brand, Garcia. but which I can give you some samples. Um, it's it's who's what's his name? That that, uh, that Jerry that, Garcia. Jerry Garcia, and then his family made a <clears throat> excuse me a brand after him, and like the edibles are like shaped as like handpicked guitar picks. Guitar picks. Yeah. Dude, I don't even know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and then. But they like have... their whole, their whole like, um, event display was all like it was like a. That's guitar exactly case. where I was gonna get to. Yeah. They even have what is that like Beetle Mobile? Like those uh, like the Scooby Doo. I don't know what that call. It's that's like the Beetle Mobile. I call it. <laughs> like, oh, like the VW. Yeah, bus? yeah, 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 yeah. The so, movies. Yeah, so they have something like that, and they take that they take that vehicle to like dispensaries. And do demos like that. I mean, that's like. Oh, you know, I think I've seen it. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, what I mean, like that oh, yeah, is. I've a, seen it. That's an experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like an experience that. And it's all relevant to the brand, and yes. it makes sense, and it's something that a consumer can connect with. Yeah. You know, and it's not just. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, when when brands really. <laughs> yeah, and they understand the concept of marketing. Like it was also another good conversation I had with Dime. Where they they I it was it was a nice story to understand like hey we worked on really understanding where we needed to be for three years before launching yeah you know and and now look at them they're you know their marketing is on point they know how to be a brand and so I really I respect brands that that say you know we want to take our time and make sure we're doing it right before just jumping in and then half assing it you know I, I ask brands. Uh... Uh, who's your target clientele? And they're like, oh. everyone. Oh, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Nice. All right. <laughs> You're really giving me like Let's a start clearing. at the beginning. Beep. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> if that was your branding, then I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> We're the ninety-year-olds. <laughs> Human music. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this Ember Valley? I really like the taste. You know, over I mean, it, we have a blunt on it, blunt wrap on it, so it's hard to taste it. You know, like yeah, but I can still taste it over the blunt wrap a little bit. Yeah. Still, this got me. Uh, got you a little high. Got me a little high. Going. <laughs> uh, so go lift some weights. I guess one of the. <laughs> Perfect. In the zone, right? <laughs> one of the 
one of the que- I think one of the things we were talking about before we got on a tangent was I know. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, it was great. Uh, was um, you know the c- kind of differences between the different parts of the cannabis market, right? Like the MSO finance side, the financial media talks about, which goes through this boom bust cycle, mm-hmm. and then the cannabis industry and on the ground here in California, which is the most influential and relevant and will continue to be probably throughout like the foreseeable future. But like the financial media basically has no visibility on that. So for people that aren't plugged into the cannabis industry, what are some of the the problems or issues here that maybe don't have any visibility? Like, Oh, so basically biggest problems in the industry um, I'd probably say number one, so mids, you know, number two, mids. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just boom. joking. <laughs> oh my gosh, planet boo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just greed over community, you know, greed over community. It's a, it's a constant battle. It's like, like literally we're, we're in the middle of it right now. You know, we have, um, you know, we have people that, that serve patients. We have people that worry about the bottom line. We have, you know, very little checks and balances in the industry. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen, you know, as structure starts to build around this industry. Ooh, I tasted that time. <laughs> God willing, uh, national. But, I mean, do you think California's model is, is what they're – is going to stick around. <clears throat> you know, I, I can't say that I'm fully up to date on it. I know that uh, Oklahoma, you know, has fought metrics and stood up against metrics. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think they, uh, I think that was upheld. You know, I, it's hard to say. I think the branding, like the standard of branding we have here, mm-hmm. that's what we'll see all over the country, you know, but here's the question, who's going to be growing that weed? And it's probably going to be uh, these massive operators that have already built out the infrastructure in regard, you know, for hemp, it's the same supply chain. You know, I think we're going to be, uh, there's going to be some big producers out there and they're going to drive the prices down. Well, how would that work in a market like Florida where they have mandatory vertical integration? Like how does Stizzy come in without just like, you can only sell and grow your own. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a really good point. I, you know, and states supersede the, you know, whatever they come up with. So I think there'll be, there'll but be. You think there's going to be markets, markets that are just. Yeah. That are, I know that people. It's suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be, yeah, it'll be good and bad, you know, like. It, well, be, yeah, it, it'll be good, I guess, in some respects in that they'll maintain a cottage industry in Florida that's unique to them. Yeah. Or they change laws. Yeah. Well, I guess one one of the main problems I think with California's model is who the testing labs oh are beholden to. It's like yes. how do you have yeah. the like the people like paying for their own testing and like what's the incentive of the testing lab to fail? Like, oh I'm just gonna go to a testing lab where they Maybe they like there's you know there's there's margins of error in the law there's huge margins, margins too <laughs> you know? and so like they the labs have every incentive to goose the numbers in favor of the brands and against the patients 
Right. So, like, what... I guess my question for you is, like, do you think that's going to stick around? Is that is that a problem that's going to resolve itself through other means? Or is it just, like, going to... Or or do you think it, it, we well, have who to pays something for something else? Though? That's, you know, who pays for the... the and let's say, you know, testing facilities become, like, you know, federal facilities. Are they... Well, in the end, the consumer always pays for it, right? Like yeah. If you look at the breakdown of any, uh, you know, pound calculator that anyone uses out there, the taxes are in there, right? The testing's in so there. you think testing should be added in? Well, the testing, they're in there, so why not just have them... I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily the right arrangement, but I just don't know if... Like, how do you make it more direct that the consumer's... Like the one that. Well, I think the first thing is is we have zero standards, you know, in regards to, you know, all, things are one lab will pass something, another lab will fail it, you know, the, and they all have different different LOQs, and uh, so I think that's a number one. There's got to be a standard across the board, you know. Uh, but I, I mean, outside of that, um, I never thought about it. I never thought about. The fact that you know the, the system is set up for the you can't you know for the the lab test to serve the brand, not the community. It's yeah, I don't know how we how I don't we have get an out of it. For you. Yeah. Um, so if you, you know, have an answer, leave it in the comments. Well, I know that some <laughs> some labs, the labs on the East Coast and stuff like that, are are DEA labs. You know, they they're not. You know, some there are states out there that don't have privately owned labs. I'm not sure. Which Interesting. One. Yeah. Interesting to, to see the different models and to see what's going to ultimately, you know, work out. And, and I think it's something that, you know, even the brands in California are going to have to keep in mind that going federal doesn't mean necessarily that everything's going to stay the same mm -hmm. or, or that it'll change. Like you just don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I know that, you know, there is a faction that's fighting to, you know, place concentrates um, and, you know, in the same arena as, you know, some harder drugs, like actually, you know, decriminalize flour and, and make concentrates class one or class two, you know, giving it over to the farm fuel company, yeah. essentially. Um, yeah, that'd be, I think, the worst case. That would be terrible. <laughs> and then THC limits. There's people out there fighting for THC limits. I mean, tooth and nail. And, and places like... Colorado too, mm -hmm. like it doesn't make sense. Even the people in Colorado are like, "What's going on?" Well, it's you know what it boils down to is these big operators. They're gonna they standardize it and, and they eliminate boutique. You know, yeah, it's perfect elimination yeah. of competition. So it's gonna be yeah, just a standard weed corporate yeah. control. Yeah. I got. So who do you think is gonna be going public? Or let me rephrase the question. That's not that's not the question I want to ask. I don't really care about that question. <laughs> what I care about is if there were uh, a California company whose stock you could buy. Nice. Wow, that's a great question. Who would it be? Name some California public companies. No, no, I'm okay. saying no. I'm saying if there was one that you could buy because oh, okay. there isn't. Really. Ooh. 
Or what's your portfolio? Like? I I like the way I think that Navis, you know, they've done a hell of a job of, of you know, just gaining market share and, and setting the table for, you know, federal legalization. I think that we're going to see, I definitely think we'll see them, you know, expand and spread. Um, if only through venture capital alone. <laughs> wow. I'm actually really shocked you said Navis. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear what Yeah, I but said. I want to, yeah. I didn't know that kind of, that was like, but I'm, okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, why tell me why you were surprised? <laughs> yeah, and you brought it up. I know. Yeah, you laid down. No, okay, just go ahead. <laughs> so that's your that's your distributor, right? Um, so what's your, who's your brand? That's your supply chain. Yeah, that's your supply chain. Who's your who's who would, Yeah, who's your brand? That's where you're going infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, I just because of the, I love the way they grow organically. They just put the they just started a direct to consumer seven uh, ten. I think. Great, great choice. Wow. I mean, just because they, you know. They've kept a certain prestige. And that was actually my choice. Yeah. Yep. You know, but I, I don't. Th I don't Mine know that he's stizzy. interested. In Minor. It was my. It was Sizzy and Seven Ten, like fifty fifty. I like the way that you know they've done a good job of not watering down their brand and. <laughs> Dude, best concentrates, hands down. And they had that reputation, and that tells you all you need to know. Because there's a lot of good operators out there putting out great concentrates, but just the fact that you know that, I know that, we all yeah. know that. Seven ten puts. Yeah, they're like the Louis. Yeah, I'm wearing their shirt right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, shout out to Seven Ten. <laughs> Doing it right. Yeah. I like your Even shirt. Come and take it. <laughs> With an RPG. What, what, that, what does that mean? Like you just they're gonna have to come and take your gun. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of yeah. what's that what was that big distributor right now that's that has like all the brands I think. yeah that's who I would that, okay. yeah. yeah yeah that's my distributor choice okay yeah I think they're gonna go big I really do think so was there what does their logo look like I can't remember I was trying to imagine. I don't know. So All I know is like they have like 300 vehicles. <laughs> yeah. So they say. <laughs> well, you know, here's Dean another thing we're going to see. In a fleet. <laughs> you know, we had the cannabis boom where, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these, uh, you know, with Canada and stuff like that. And so you had a lot of investment, you know, and what these guys do with it, they fucking stole it. Like, yep. you know, yeah. all these, you know, pop up. Mm -hmm. You know, five by night corporations and, and funds and whatnot. Cinevas. We're going to see the same thing happen again, I think. Mm -hmm. It's going to be even bigger. Yeah. You know, so, yes. man, it's going to oh, wow. be a wild yeah. ride. I think you're right. I hadn't thought of it that way. But, yeah, but it probably will be bigger. Like, I've been in it since 2014, and people are saying it's getting better. I, I think it's getting worse. <laughs> well, Just from experience of seeing how the industry is shaping. <laughs> Well, it's gonna, it's going to scale. Like, um, it is going to. Oh, who? I just thought of the company. That, oh, man, I I want to look it up now. Uh, <laughs> but 
yeah, I mean, the industry is going to scale. It's inevitable. You know, it's about maintaining that culture, you know, through its, you know, it's about, you know, the grassroots having a voice, having a say in how things are developed and how things are put in place. Because, you know, we've already seen it, you know, the last, you know, the ignorant generation that we've had to fight for so long Mm -hmm. to get to this point, they're still barely in power. Yeah, we have to keep the cannabis industry open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, limited licenses. That's another fuck. Oh, that pisses me off. Like, it's pretty obvious what they're doing, yep. especially in these smaller communities where, you know, like, you know, the 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 politician, his brother's land. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, what advice do you have for those looking to get into the industry? Like, what are the opportunities? Um. Well, I mean, for me, I I literally just you know, dropped everything and came here. And, um, you know, but, you know, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> you know? uh, so so I, knowing what you know now. Yeah, knowing <laughs> what I know now. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that, you know, make, you know, finding, every, like the industry needs everything. If you want to work around the planet, you want to work with a company that sells weed, they are a company, which means they need everything. They need accountants. They need, you know, Lawyers, they need all these skill set people that uh, any other industry would need. So really, it's about making yourself available, you know, because these companies are looking for good people, you know. So if you're coming from another industry, you know, you'd be surprised. Like people are getting opportunities all the time. They're coming from other industries and they're doing very well, you know, because it's a people business, you know, just like so um, that's one thing. And then, you know, just being around the plant, making yourself, my dad used to say, uh, you know, have half the battle is showing up, you know, the, the guy, sometimes the guy who yeah. wins is the guy who just shows up. And so, you know, you need to show up, you need to be at the, at be the consistent. events, yeah. you know, be around and be consistent. You know, if you're creating content, you need to be creating content every day. You know, if you're doing this and you know what, whenever you're not getting paid for it, I don't want to hear it because you chose this. <laughs> like you're, you know, in regards to like, you know, just plugging away and, and not taking no for an answer and just like anything else, you know, if you want it bad enough, you can manifest it. Um, but you'll just have to put in the effort. Makes sense. Yeah. What, and, uh, what other industries do you think should be collaborating with the cannabis industry or the, that the cannabis industry should be looking at collaborating with? To add to the other one, to the last question, another thing is read. Like the information is out there and you'd be surprised at how many people in the cannabis industry don't know anything about the plant. And so having this knowledge, this working knowledge of the plant and being around it and actually studying it, uh, is going to give you a st- distinct advantage if you want to be in the industry. So that, that's something else. Always but, be informing yourself. Informing yeah. Because the information is out there. You know, you'd be surprised how many people don't understand, like, how the body interacts with can- cannabinoids or even know what a uh, can- cannabinoid is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question, that's a tough one because I think... As far as collabs, like you're thinking, oh, Glasshouse is the company I was thinking of. Nice. That that, that oh, I would yeah. invest in. Um, I think you can now. There's yeah, yeah. I know they are. Respect, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good company. Um, so I think consum like as far as artists and stuff like that. Sometimes that's washed out. You know, like you know your favorite rappers like oh smoke my weed like you know i think we're past that really as a society i think i don't think it sells a lot of weed um but i think that uh 
I think consumption lounges, you know, seeing people mix weed with experiences, I think will be something that will catch on. Um, you know, consumption lounges are, are mixing consumption with events and stuff like that, like, you know, consumption comedy shows. And, or like the, they opened that cannabis-friendly hotel in Arizona now, right? Right. So, like, hospitality, I think, is another... So right in that event space, yeah, mm-hmm. creating experiences that cannabis is yeah. very known for. Yeah, I think it's important too for us to for if we're gonna hold on to this culture and this, you know, you know, mixing that with experience is important. I think. Guess mm-hmm. yep. hot. I'm lit. I'm pretty lit. It was really good. <laughs> I, my hands are so sticky. Like, I can't. Oh, from breaking it up? Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like even with the grinder. They're so sticky. Oh, yeah. Sometimes a grinder is no good with some of the stuff. Like, it's like, you know. It's... Yeah. <laughs> so, you have uh, any events coming up? Yeah. So, uh, I've been uh, working with uh, Immersia, which is um, a media company and, and really an agency solution. Um, they've. Uh, they are they're they're founded by a guy named John Reese, and I can't say uh, enough about this guy. And um, you know, he put together the uh, Black Oak Verified event. Um, he was also the uh, owner of uh, Lost Lands, and he's worked with you know managing Guns N' Roses and all this stuff. I mean, just cool. an icon, you know. And and him and his family, the way they read the event was phenomenal we've uh now locked in uh, a event space in newport beach uh it's called uh, it's a true clear uh their center over there and it's got 50 million dollars in tech a thirteen thousand square foot uh space it's going to be one of the most unique uh experiences i think um that you know out there it's going to be exciting uh so we're looking forward to that Nice. Is uh, it coming up? Yep, yeah, it's coming up next month. Um, nice. You know, I, I I don't know that we've uh, fully locked in the date. You know, uh, that's we're about to bang that out. But that's awesome. It's pretty exciting. Cool. But, so it's another basically B two B. Okay. Um, you know, it's which I I'm telling you that I've seen how valuable that is. Uh, with the last event. Um. You know, so many, so many of the companies uh, told me later that, you know, the where they got the value, they got a deal done, um, you know, or made a, you know, met somebody, and, and it, and that's where they saw the value in it. Absolutely, it was really exciting. Yeah, it was a yeah. good networking event for sure. You get those good, you know, it's all about just getting good people together. Yeah. You know, that's um, exactly what it was. Great vibes. You know, everyone was happy. I met so many decision makers. So it was, for me, I, I felt like we definitely benefited from it because awesome. we met a lot of potential clients. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's cool about it is, you know, they're, you're here at this, you know, Black Hook Verified event and, you know, you know what that stands for. And, and uh, you know, so it's people that are like-minded, you know, that believe in the community, um, that want to work with good people, with good actors and people that want to make sure we bring the bad actors to the top and uh, it just it's exciting to be in that in that environment uh because that we 
you know, I strongly feel that that is the grassroots voice that's going to rise out of out of California. That's going to help us, you know, solidify this, you know, the culture and, and the history and all these things that, you know, the corporations would love to erase, you know. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you don't directly control it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. basically, yeah, so stay tuned, right, for yep. next month. Blacklist and Emersha is having a party. So it's like a 2.0. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to make that announcement. But it's, it's a, yeah. Well, just stay tuned. That's all we said. Yeah. So hopefully I'm not in trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You didn't, you didn't leak anything else out. Um, yeah, but it's, I just, well, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, so it's like, like a little sneak peek, but this event space. It's it's gonna be historical, like it, you know what we're doing with it. So it's pretty that's awesome. unforgettable. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be unforgettable. That's awesome. Well, we can't wait. Looking forward to that. Yeah. But Any other events? No. <laughs> yeah, Hall what? of Flowers is coming oh, up. Oh yeah, Hall. What? What events are coming? Are coming up? <laughs> yeah, the season finale. I mean, I got too little. I got oh. high. <laughs> yeah, I want you to talk about it. Isn't that? But, yeah, go ahead. Um. Well, I mean, we're what two, three weeks away. Two mm -hmm. or three weeks away, and you know it's we still or we're actually going to be announcing it next week, right? More details on on this event. Um, That's right. So stay <laughs> tuned. We're gonna have a lot more. Yeah. Because it's exciting. We got uh, really cool stuff planned. Yeah. Any other events you're planning, Ian? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on something, but um, it's not uh, finalized enough. I think what day is today? The 12th, I think, but you'll announce it next week probably. <laughs> give like, uh, yeah, give me like a week at least. But nice. I've, I've got, um, yeah, something that I didn't actually <laughs> expect the cannabis industry to be like a huge participant in, but, you know, they've been... There's been brands that are <coughs> super excited for it because it's it's not a traditional kind of cannabis event at all. But uh, we'll talk more about that when I have enough details to make it worth hearing about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what time are we at? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yep. So I guess I just wanted to to end with a, a question for you, whether. You know, we as a cannabis industry, should, um, you know, at created by and for um, patients of alternative medicine, people looking for uh, relief from things like uh, addiction or specifically like opioid addiction, avoiding opioid addiction, recovering from it, uh, you, pain management in lieu of it, um, cancer recovery, you know, and so many other people that use cannabis as an as a alternative treatment. Is this the right industry where we should condition participation on, you know, whether or not someone's received an unapproved pharmaceutical product? Oh boy. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's a great question, and uh, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what the answer is. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think you're referring to uh, the. Uh, you know, here's how we are conditioned for is all the censoring. Like, I can't, what do we want to say the word vaccine? Because I'm afraid, like, you know, like Instagram's AI <laughs> coming out and 
And I'm about to wear like a, a like shirt a flag that says, that says you conspiracy know, conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I saw Facebook actually sent a CDC post as answer misinformation the other day. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this all makes sense. This is all makes sense. If you don't think about it, it makes sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I just I think this is absolutely the the wrong industry for anyone who has that mentality. Um, that's not what we're about. We're not about forcing people to to do something because it makes us feel safe. Um, it's about people taking care of their yeah. health and their bodies um, the way that you know they want to, and you know, we we started by by fighting the the laws and, and the institutional powers, um, and I don't think we should now weaponize that against you know people who who don't agree. And uh, I think that's a great place to stop. Thank you so much. Matt, I really appreciate you yeah, having you on. Thank you guys very much. I had a, I had a blast. Yeah, Make sure you follow you so Matt on Instagram at Industry, Industry Disruptor. Disruptor. Yep. Thanks Industry. so much Make for sure you follow in. us. Yeah. Take care.